0: Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes,
1: For it's dangerous to go alone.
0: This is The Legend of Retro. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Xander and today I have my two buddies, Craig WK. Hey. And The Glitch. Hey. Hey. And we're ready to talk about racing and hitting each other and getting into fights. Getting into fights. We're talking about Derby Superstars, where you crash up your cars and it's all sorts of mayhem. A classic for the super pretendo. Yes. <laughs> no, we're talking about Kirby Superstar. With yeah. Super yeah. Released on the Super Nintendo on September 20th, 1996 from HAL Laboratory, this platformer features a series of smaller games within starring the titular Kirby who must save the day after day, after day, after day, after day. Right. I think it's safe to say that this game sucks. I get it. (laughs) Uh, It's probably like the 51st best Super Nintendo game of all time. Or was it 50th? I think, I think it was 50th. Uh, not on my list, my friend. <laughs> you
1: know what's funny is when I was doing research for this, I looked up IGN because, like, man, let me look at a more reputable list and see where Kirby Superstar 47th? Those jerks.
0: I feel like this is a top 10 game for the system.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree.
0: When's the last time you guys played through Kirby Superstar? Not as recent as you. I uh, in the last year i have so it's a game that i constantly go back to but honestly after playing it this most recent time i don't know that i would put it in my top 10 like it's really it's good but i feel like there's too, too many parts of it that kind of are bogged down or feel like a chore to do so i think i can kind of understand why it might rank a little bit lower for some people i'm not saying i'm right so I, have this, I can see this look on Craig's face of like, shut up, Xander, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do, I do really enjoy like the Great Cave Offensive and Milky Way Wishes, uh, but some other parts just kind of feel like, okay, I'm just kind of going through the motions so I can lock these better parts of the game later on. Well, when was the first time you played it, Xander? I played it right as it came out. Yeah. So it's and it's a game that I like when it came out on the the DS for Kirby Superstar Deluxe. I bought right away and I played through it and I loved it and I I mean it's all it's all good. If I had to say what the best Kirby game is, I would probably say it's this one. Yeah. But now, did you think, like
1: did you like Ultra? I never played Ultra on the DS.
0: Ultra. The only main difference that I remember is that once you go through all the um, all the stuff that's in Kirby Superstar, it unlocks like a boss rush mode that you can either do co-op or a harder mode where it's like, you can't heal in between. So you really have to rely on, uh, or I think it's like a, a set pattern of the bosses. And then one that's like, you have to defeat them all and it's completely random. So is that different than the, cause on this one it has arena. So yeah, there's like arena and then like, bonus arena or something like that where it's like everything is completely randomized i think i can't remember what it is specifically and of course i didn't look it up because we're not talking about ultra today
1: nope we're not so craig when did you first play superstar
0: this game uh came out a day after my birthday which meant i had to wait until christmas to be able to play this game uh and yes i am aware that i'm a spoiled little brat (laughs) and that that is like the most first world of problems uh, but yeah, I played it within months of it coming out, and uh, I loved it. Uh, it's a ton of fun. It's I, Xander's right; it's certainly the best Kirby game of all time. Uh, and I can see where he's coming from when he says that he doesn't see it in the top ten. Uh, I could be persuaded to to to, to maybe bump it down uh, because he is right. There there are a few parts of the game that are well. We'll get to all the parts of the game, but I do love it. Uh, what about you, uh, Glitch? Uh, when did you play it when, you, like, when it first came out?
1: Yeah, so this was a Christmas 96 for me as well, which I hold as like the best Christmas because I got that Super Mario RPG. Nice. Um, and uh, Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. So I consider those like <laughs> just the perfect gifts. Somehow my mom nailed it that year. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah that's a, a solid trifecta of gifts.
1: So I was very happy about that, and it was nice too because I do have two older brothers, and we were able to play this game co-op mm-hmm. and cause tons of fights, <laughs> almost destroyed us. Mm-hmm. But
0: so this was the uh, the f- I mean this was the first Super Nintendo Kirby game, wasn't it? Because doesn't this predate three? I believe so. Yeah. I don't know if it predates necessarily um, the Dream Course. Yeah, Dream Course or uh, Avalanche, but I think this was the first. Kirby Super or Kirby Super Nintendo game, but uh, it follows Kirby uh, Kirby's Adventure, Kirby Super or uh, Kirby's Dreamland, Kirby's Dreamland Two. I think Kirby's Dreamland Three came out afterwards, but I can't. I'm I hoping think so. Tony's looking that up right now. I, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, but this kind of really took the the formula that really worked for Kirby's Adventure and even Kirby's Dreamland, and just kind of said, you know what, we're going to take these. And we're going to make a whole bunch of games, and we're just going to put it all in one for you here. Uh, yeah, and in fact, they uh, they looked back at the first Kirby's Dream Land, and they were like, you know what this could use? Copy powers. And they decided mm-hmm. to remake the first Kirby's Dream Land, slap it into this one, and you get to go through while using uh, the copy ability. Almost the entire first game. There's a level that's missing. Uh, there is. Uh, Bubbly Clouds is not in there. Bubbly Clouds is the one that's missing? I'm pretty sure that's the one. Maybe it oh, is. I well,
1: while we're there. throwing out Wild Things, so Avalanche came out in 95, and uh, Dream Course came out in 93. So both of those games were out before uh, Superstar.
0: So this is at least the first mainline Kirby game that isn't yeah. like a spinoff. Because, uh, heck, uh, one of those is just Puyo Puyo, and the other is like a weird golf game. <laughs>
1: Uh, it is funny because this de- this game did take forever for them to make. wasn't it like a three-year development for them because, took- yeah, I guess what happened is they had done like a demo on the NES mm-hmm. that they kind of worked off of, did a lot of base, a lot of the artwork. And so they carried that over into the Super Nintendo and about halfway through production, they realized, uh, and I guess it was Miyamoto, preferred the computer graphics that was in Donkey Kong Country and was like, do this. And so they're like, okay. So they scrapped everything they had and then rebuilt it off of the, the, that art design.
0: I, uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, Masahiro Sakurai, the creator of Kirby, who's the Smash Brothers guy. Yeah. Uh, you're right, he, uh, they originally had a prototype for NES. And basically going into this project, he had kind of three central ideas that he wanted to explore The first is that he wanted to have cooperative gameplay. The second was that he wanted some like fighting game type action stuff. Uh, And then he also uh, uh, wanted like an omnibus format. And that's what we see here. We see this like collection of smaller games. Uh, It's one of the best co-op games on the Super Nintendo. And uh, there's a little bit of fighting game stuff with like the suplex moves and whatnot and like the, the techniques Kirby can do. Uh like, you know, in order to use all of your abilities, you do kind of have to put in fighting game inputs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just having one move per copy ability, it's like a whole variety of, of moves you can do.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm I, I'm going to jump back in and correct myself. Castle Lolo low, low was removed. Okay, I kind of thought it was the castle. Well, the thing that trips you up is that uh, Lolo and Lala, who are the bosses you fight at the end of that, are still in the game. They're, the, they're now the bosses of uh, the Float Islands level, which is originally Kabula, which was the weird uh, uh, airship thing.
2: Oh, So the right. bosses got
0: switched around, which messed me up. But either way, I should have remembered Bubbly Clouds is, of course, there, because that's where you fight the... Krakow or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. the crazy cloud monster. Krakow, yep. Krakow. So uh, sorry to interrupt, is, but there you go. Oh, no, you're fine. I needed to make sure that we were right. And yes. we, I mean me, yes. and I wasn't, but now I am.
1: Uh, did you see what the working title for this game was? Mm-mm. So it was Kirby of the Stars Active is what they originally went in. And uh, in Japan, it's a similar title. I forget what it was, but it is like Kirby of the Stars. Um, but they ended up going with Kirby Superstar 8-1 games. Right? Oh, yeah. But I, I count nine. Do you guys count nine?
0: Uh, let me look at the list here. Uh, no, Spring Breeze, Dynablade, Blade, Gourmet Race, Great Cave Offensive, Revenge of Meta Knight, Milky Way Wishes, the Arena, and sub games. Well, there's two counts, sub yeah, there's games too, but yeah, <laughs> I think that's how they do it. Is that, that's nine? That's nine yeah. games. Well, I guess technically uh, Milky Way Wishes is unlocked, right? Well, yeah, but so is Revenge of Meta Knight. Oh, yeah. And so is the arena. I guess they count the... Uh, they probably just count the two sub games as, as two as one game. That's kind of weird, because they are distinctly different. <laughs> huh. Uh,
1: Did you guys uh, have a preferred game you guys like to
0: play the most? Uh, I, I personally think that the best one is probably Great Cave Offensive. Great Cave Offensive. Yeah. Absolutely Great Cave Offensive. There's so much to do in cl- that. Yeah, followed very closely by, I think, Milky Way Wishes. Yeah, I like
1: Milky Way Wishes second best as well because you get those abilities and you can basically switch to
0: whatever copy ability you want. It is interesting that it's... And they hide all the abilities. So there's almost an uh, like a, a different kind of challenge because in Great Cave Offensive, you can feasibly never get a single piece of treasure, go through, and Kirby's mm-hmm. poor as heck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in Milky Way Wishes, like, you, if you want those abilities, like, you need to find them. Like, the enemies don't give you abilities. Yeah, and that they still flash like they do, but they don't give you squat. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so here's a question. I... Uh, I feel like there's not enough time in the episode to go through every single copy power, but what are some of your guys' favorite copy powers from this game? My probably my top three are um, Mirror. I just I love the way Mirror acts. Uh, I also really like Ninja and Plasma. Honorable Twitch. mention to Yo-Yo because it's an Earthbound reference, but <laughs> those those three are my favorite.
1: Uh, yeah, I I did write mine down. So hammer is definitely the one I went to the most probably. Bomb as well. I liked Jet because it just felt aggressive and you could speed through the levels. I also liked Wheel for that reason. Sword because you could basically just spin and kill anything. And then Stone just because it looked cool.
0: I uh, yo yo is is probably about my favorite. That's my always my go to when I get the chance. And the Earthbound mm-hmm. reference does help. I but I my other favorite is suplex. Suplex is rad. It's just so fun, like just picking up enemies, like kicking them in the face, throwing Mm. them around. It's just so visceral. It feels wonderful. Uh, I think uh, copy is the the stupidest one. I I don't know why (laughs) it's a thing. It's kind of dumb. I mean, I guess every Kirby game has like some weird powers. Uh, and is that's it, just the one we got in this one. Yeah, but is it worse than sleep? No, I guess yeah. not. No, because sleep does something for you. You need that in certain in a certain stage to get one of the treasures. Do you? I'm pretty sure you do. Oh, because like, it just puts you to sleep.
1: I feel like that, but it there helps is you something. like
0: avoid something as you're being blown around or something like that. I feel like that that might be the case. That sounds kind of familiar, but it's also been. Or you I know. might just be thinking of that, the treasure you need to get by while avoiding all the sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I okay, never mind. Copy's a little bit better. A pinch better. Let me swallow this guy to get his power so I can steal the power of someone else instead of swallowing them? Like, it's What's the, what's the point? You know, uh, does it work in Milky Way Wishes to be able to get any power you want if the enemy is there? You don't S- unlock it though. Yeah, I don't you, believe. you still don't have it in your inventory to switch back to. And you Never can't take it that. from the the what are they called? Tacks. That's the name of the enemy as it runs around. Yeah, T- yeah. You can't take it from Tack and Milky Way wishes. I have no idea that. No.
1: I do like in this game, just like in Advance, they made it so that if you suck up two enemies that have copy abilities mm-hmm. at the same time, you can do that. Like random, random. wheel, yeah, land on. I land miss on you Lucky one. though. I miss UFO 2. That was the best one (laughs) in adventure.
0: Uh, So here's uh, uh, something I wanted to go a little bit more in depth on. I feel like the cooperative aspect in this game is awesome because Mm -hmm. you just, like, the beautiful thing uh, is that if you create, uh, like, a buddy to help you out, the computer will control them. So if you want a little bit of help, if you're having trouble in the game, fine. Or if you just want like a bank of one of your powers to be on standby, these hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they die and like, so if you're like, you know, with a friend or whatever and they kick the bucket, you just got to make a new one. And then they're playing again. There's no yeah. life system for that. Yeah. It's the, it's the perfect younger sibling game. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like for people who aren't as good with video games, And let's face it, a lot of our listeners are probably looking for games to play with younger kids because they have kids now. Mm -hmm. Kirby Superstar is probably about the best cooperative game on the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And you share health by giving them a smooch. You sure do. It's adorable. (laughs) Just like in real life. Mm -hmm. You guys want to go over the other uh, game modes that we have? We've listed them, but we haven't really talked about what each of them are. So we... we Mention Spring Breeze is at yep. least the copy of Kirby's Dreamland One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dyna Blade is another kind of Kirby's Dreamland type thing, where you're just kind of going through levels and trying to reunite this robot bird with her eggs. Calm well, her it's down. That, <laughs> it's that she was. Uh, what was it? She uh, uh, Blade, the robot bird, was like attacking and taking food from everybody, and it was to feed the chicks, right? Mm-hmm. Right, I, th- I thought there was something a little more heinous about that, but maybe I'm just thinking of... Uh, Kirby that kidnaps the children and then raises <laughs> them as his own. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm thinking of. Ah! Uh, that one's interesting because there's there's uh, bonus areas that you, you might not necessarily uh, get on your own, so you have to search them out and find them. Uh, gourmet Race is one, uh, which I was always disappointed at how short Gourmet, gourmet Race was because I always had a lot of fun with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Basically just,
0: yeah, you're yeah. basically just racing DDD and collecting as much food as you can and getting to the finish line first. Uh, we have Great Cave Offensive, which we kind of mentioned is is sort of like a Metroidvania-type deal uh, in the sense that you kind of have this full map that you need to explore every inch of to find all the different treasures, um, and then it increases Kirby's net worth, I guess. I don't know what he, what his... <laughs> Listen, Kirby needs that Oprah scratch. <laughs> So I'll ask this of Craig because I know Glitch uh, probably doesn't have have a, uh, a a memory of it. How excited were you when you played it for the first time and found Mr. Saturn? Oh, I was so excited when I saw uh, met Mr. Saturn in there. I was so enthused about it. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of the treasures are you know actual historical type treasures, and other things are just simple nods to other video games. I think the last treasure you get is the Triforce. Uh huh. Screw attack from Metroid. I got a list of them, too.
1: Uh, So it's the Green Koopa shell from Super Mario World. Mm -hmm. The screw attack from Super Metroid. Mm -hmm. The Triforce, like you said. Mr. Saturn, like you said, from Earthbound. Falcon's hat from Mm F-Zero. The Zebra mask, which is a nod to Super Mario Bros. 2. Mm -hmm. Pegasus wings, which is an item from Kid Icarus. Mm -hmm. uh, The bucket, which wasn't really a nod. Oh, no, that, was, like to,
0: a, that was to uh, Mario and Wario, yep, which was a game that never Famicom. came stateside.
1: The barrel is what I was thinking of. There's just a barrel in there, but on the Ultra remake, it's a DK barrel. Oh, interesting. I thought, I thought in
0: country. the version I played recently, the one that's on the Switch, I thought it said Kong's barrel.
1: It might say Kong's barrel, so I might have missed that. I just thought it was just called barrel.
0: I think it might be called the Kong's barrel. I, <laughs> I, I might be crazy, though, yeah.
1: Yeah, so definitely a lot of references to Nintendo games. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we also have The Revenge of Meta Knight, where Kirby is, is taking on the Halberd to take down Meta Knight and his crew, uh, who eventually has to go back and recruit Dinah Blade to come back to. And, yeah, because uh, she flies you back to the ship, which is yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty heinous when, it, when there's one scene where Kirby's flying towards the Halberd and they're like, fire! And you see the bullet hit Kirby, he bounces <laughs> off a mountain and falls down. That's just, one of my favorite gruesome. parts.
1: But it's it. I, Go ahead. I was going to say the, the final stage in that level, and I think I mentioned this when you were streaming it, mm-hmm. is one of my favorite stages in the game because it's that like escape kind of level where you're yeah. timed and you've got to make it to the end of the level in a certain amount of time. And you so have a you, wheelie partner. Yeah, so you're right in the wheelie. Um, it reminds Xander. me a lot of like Super Metroid. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this is only going to apply to you in this conversation unless Glitch is secretly a huge Transformers fan and I didn't know it. Nope uh well then you're out of the loop buddy uh for some reason that stage with Meta Knight with him chasing you down always reminds me of transformers the movie when starscream is gunning down the transformers as they're running through the like autobot city <laughs> yeah i always think of that so every time i play that i always think to myself of starscream screaming pathetic fools there's no escape i don't know <laughs> why great I also really enjoy, as you're playing through the level, it covers up your health and your partner's health sometimes so that the uh, Meadow Knights crew can just bicker back and forth about what's going on. It's a lot of fun. It's it's interesting that there's like sort of like a way more in-depth story than any other Kirby game I can think of. Uh, but it doesn't come across as like obnoxious or anything because it's not really like unskippable cutscenes and stuff. It's just them like flashing dialogue at the bottom, Mm-hmm. And freaking out over the fact that this little tiny pink puffball is just <laughs> wrecking their crap. What are we yeah. going to do? What are we going to do? And then we also have Milky Way Wishes, which we've mentioned. Uh, you have to fight the sun and the or keep the sun and the moon from fighting because it's like messing up Popstar. Uh, Marx tells Kirby he must travel across the nine planets and restore the giant wish granting comet, uh, Comet Clock Nova. And that introduces Marx for the first time, does it not? It does. Uh, Marx is probably one of my favorite uh, video game villains. I don't know why, but there's something so creepy and heinous about him. He's this like little jester kid who's like, yeah, Kirby, go across the universe and get this wish-granting star. Bring it here, Kirby. Bring it here. Bring it here. And Kirby's like, ah, okay. And he's an idiot. And I love the fact that Marx is just really kind of creepy. Mm -hmm. Uh, so when you fight Marks, who gains the wish for like ultimate power and steals it from Kirby, he, uh, uh, has an attack that opens up space and time and sends Kirby to another dimension. Another dimension? Another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. dimension. Sorry, that's a Thursday thing. (laughs) Beastie Boys. (laughs) Beastie Boys, but yeah. Uh, the other neat thing about Milky Way which is as we mentioned, is you you find the the powers; you can't just suck them up and, and copy them, um, and then you can kind of switch through them at your leisure. We also have uh, the arena, which is a boss attack mode that you can go through with uh, with a partner or not, and then of course the two sub games: Samurai Kirby and Megaton Punch.
1: Yeah, Samurai think- Kirby is basically like a
0: quick remake draw. of that quick draw
1: from Adventure, which I really liked. Mm -hmm.
0: I think I'm better at the Megaton punch, Uh, especially years ago when I was playing Kirby Superstar like over and over and over again. I got really good at like lining everything up perfectly. Uh, I'm not as good with the Samurai Kirby, but I think that's the more fun game. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, especially if you can play against somebody, that's a lot more fun. Oh yeah. I still distinctly remember... Uh, back in high school, Xander, you and I playing Samurai Kirby. for hours, like way longer than we should have. <laughs> and it was so fun. I, I mean, you're not wrong. It's just, it's crazy to think that we had Kirby Superstar. We could have gone through great cave offensive. We could have done any one of those modes, but we sat there and played Samurai Kirby for so long. Yeah, that one.
1: that is one of the cool things they added with the co-op is that in those two mini games, you can go like head to head. Whereas the rest of the game, it's you're working cooperatively. This one, it's like a versus
0: mode. Mm-hmm. The one bummer is that you can never choose what character you play unless you're first player and then you get Kirby. Yeah, then you're at the 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 whim of player one. And, you know, I I think if you're friends, they'll give you whatever you're asking for or whatever. But sometimes it's not that easy because, you know, I mean, you know, enemies are attacking you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this Kirby game is... It's certainly not a very difficult game uh, by any stretch, but I feel like there's more challenge to it than most other Kirby games, especially with all the collectible aspects of Great Cave Offensive and uh, uh, hidden areas in Blade. the powers, of course, in Milky Way Witches. I feel like this game has more challenge to it than the others.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I think it really says something in Arena when you see exactly how many bosses are in this game. Mm-hmm. and how different they all are. I mean, you have one that's a giant whale that'll come at you and, you know, shoot water and, and fish up in the air. And you have another one that's like... Seven. You, have, you have one that's like an RPG classic yeah. style fighting game with HP. Computer virus. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool. It's just And then you have one where it's a shooter and you're in a spaceship mm-hmm. and you got to destroy all the turrets.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, genre mashing in this game, uh, more than you would think for just a platformer Kirby game. I, uh, glitch, have you uh, uh, any uh, speedrun information or, or glitches in the game? You can yeah, I,
1: yeah. I got some glitches. There's actually quite a few. I'll go over a couple of the the cool ones. One of them is called swimming in the air. Um, what you do is you suck up an enemy, you drop into the water, and make your way towards the surface, and you press Y to let go of the enemy and as you're breaking through the surface the timing of him spitting out the enemy like works with the water and you start swimming above the water. So the the Kirby where he has like the goggles on and he's swimming through the water, it stays that way and you can just fly through the air that way. Which I mean isn't really anything because Kirby can fly anyways.
0: Hmm. Right, yeah.
1: And then once you get hit, you it changes. Uh a really useful one is the uh invincible wheel glitch so if you're the wheel um you hold y to use it then hold down b and as you're approaching the edge of a screen like go of b and kirby will get stuck in the wheel animation if you hold down y just there in place and it works perfectly against like the whale who comes in from one side of the side of the screen it'll just damage them the entire way wow and you're invincible you don't get hit oh um, then there's the Marks teleport, uh, teleportation glitch, which hasn't really been figured out entirely yet. Uh, I, I've seen a couple videos of people running into it by accident. I guess it has a little bit to do with inputs on the D-pad. Uh, you know, with the with the D-pad, you can't hit left and right at the same time or up and down at the same time. But I guess sometimes when the controller thinks that's happening and there's enough sprites on the screen, it'll just send you right to the Marks fight. Hmm. So it doesn't matter like... It can happen anywhere in the game. It can happen in the first level, the first stage. It can send you right to Marks. And if you defeat him, it unlocks everything. It unlocks Arena. So it oh, thinks wow. you've actually completed the game. So, you know, you can basically play Arena, beat that, get all the treasures and, you know, in Great Cave de- Offensive and then just get the 100% that
0: way. Can you imagine, like, getting, unlocking that glitch? You said it could happen anywhere in the game.
1: Yeah, like if you're just randomly playing, all of a sudden it just sends you, well, it sends you to like a really visually screwed up, like the sprites are kind of screwed up fight. It's very creepy. And in fact, so if you look up videos- Marks fight? <laughs> yeah. If you look <laughs> up videos, there's a lot of videos that are like creepy, glitch, and Kirby, and that's what it is.
0: I just like the idea that like Kirby's trotting along, going to a picnic, suddenly space and time rend open and you hear the horrifying (laughs) shrill laughter of Marx who's somehow even more scary than before.
1: Uh, So I did have more glitches, but that gets into my speed running. Uh, There's an any percent and a hundred percent. Both are held by uh, Yada, And the any percent is 33 minutes, 57 seconds. Uh, for the most part, he uses Jet, Plasma, Wheel, and Hammer. Um, in the 100%, it's one hour, nine minutes, and 56 seconds. Wow. Uh, for that one, you have to complete all the games, get all the treasures in Great Cave Offensive, unlock all the abilities in Milky Way. Um, what is it? Milky Way. Wishes. Wishes, thank you. Um, and unlock the two bonus rooms in Dinoblade. Um He does some clipping, I guess, when you have your helper with you. And you know that part where you, like, jets towards you and he's holding onto your legs mm-hmm. if you approach a wall a certain way it'll send you right into the wall and you can skip areas that way oh. um, hmm. and then you can also do boss skips so if you have the jet ability and you shoot yourself up you can actually fly over some bosses you can do that in the second to last stage in Dyna Blade, and the three mini boss fight, or in the boss section of um, Revenge of Meta Knight
0: Interesting. Yep. I feel like it takes me an hour. What do you say? An hour and a half for one hundred percent. An hour and nine minutes. An hour and nine minutes. I feel like that's me getting like halfway through Great Cave Offensive. <laughs> yeah, I take my sweet time with Great Cave Offensive anyway. Let alone mm-hmm. the fact that I typically forget where certain items are, and I end up having to like circle back around a few times. Yeah, I feel like I never forget how to get to the uh, how to, to find the treasures. I always forget how to get them. Like there's one where you have to uh, towards towards the end when you're going to the last like three doors, you have to have the jet ability and you charge it up. But then if you press down while you have it charged, you can store it, and that's how you like get. Past, you are supposed to like go against the wind at one point. Oh right, I and so that, about that that one takes me forever every single time. Like how do I do this? Oh yeah, I can charge the jet and then like walk around with it instead of like keeping it stored and ready. Yeah, I would always run into that situation where
1: you, you get a treasure, and then you're like, sweet, I got a treasure, and you look in your inventory, and then there's a gap. Yeah. Like, oh, no, what did I miss? And then you're doing that, that backtrack where you're like, mm-hmm. man, what, what, what door didn't I go in? Or, right. You know, what box didn't I hit to unlock the treasure? then it turns out
0: you just didn't throw the bomb at the right angle to unlock
1: this certain area. Yeah. Um, I did find more Easter eggs in uh, in Spring Breeze when you're fighting King DDD. Uh, you can actually see Mario, Luigi, and Toad in the crowd. And then uh, if you – I think it's in the Ultra version, but it's still there in the image. It just gets cut off. Birdo, Peach, and Bowser are also there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you guys had mentioned that the Kirby yo-yo ability with the backwards hat is like a Ness reference. Yeah. Um, but I was upset to see there's no hail room in this game. Hail room? Yeah, so – there, a lot of the games, like Kirby It's an Adventure, um, a lot of the newer ones, there's a room where there's a block, a set of blocks that spell out hail, mm-hmm. and they put that in a lot of the Kirby games. It's like a reoccurring like, hidden Easter egg, but uh, Superstar didn't have one.
0: I'm sure I've seen that. I just never registered the fact that it was in most of the games.
1: Yeah, I mentioned in the Kirby uh, Adventure one, there's one where you're – it's a level where you're about to jump on a star, mm-hmm. and if you don't jump on it, you go back a little bit and then come – you Know, go forward, the star is gone, and you can advance further, and that's where the HAL area mm. is. Um, and then I did see a couple things. It's the 32nd best selling game on the NES, uh, it sold 1.44 million copies, which is HAL's best selling game on the Super Nintendo. Oh. And obviously, it was one of the 21 games featured on the SNES Classic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it says a lot to you know how much this game influenced the Super Nintendo. That's what surprises me so much when they put it so low on a, on a greatest list. Yeah. Complex and IGN did.
0: You know, it's interesting that the SNES Classic says 21 games when this game's in it, so really it should be 30. That is true. Oh, man, you're right. Hmm. Hmm. It makes you think. <laughs> it does. Do we have uh, anything else on Kirby Superstar before we move on, or did we kind of surprisingly touch on everything? I think we got it. I mean, the music, I'm ready to get to the music. Yeah. The, the music is, is super exciting to talk about. So let's go ahead and uh, first hear a word from one of our partners. Craig, tell me all about who composed this game. Yeah, so the music was composed by uh, one of my favorites, Yon Ishikawa, uh, who's worked on Kirby's Dream Land, Adventure, Dream Land 3, Crystal Shards, Air Ride, Canvas Curse, Triple Deluxe, and Hyper as well. Has he done anything, or rather, have they done anything outside of uh, Kirby games? Hyperzone. Hyperzone. Hyperzone—it's a Super Nintendo shoot 'em up from HAL. Uh, Yonishikawa is a uh, uh, an employee of HAL Laboratory. Gotcha. Uh, Triple Deluxe is the most recent uh, game he's worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, as far as that goes, uh, Xander, the the music in Kirby Superstar is one of my favorites on the system. Uh, what do you have for us to listen to first? Let's see here. Let's start with uh, a song that's kind of become synonymous with, with Kirby, and that is Gourmet Race, race one and three. So for those of you who uh, obviously aren't watching us record, the really interesting thing is we're playing the gourmet race. And as soon as the song started, Tony made a race to go grab some food. Oh, so in man. true fashion. <laughs> 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 oh, my wife made some
1: cake yesterday and it is so good.
0: Uh, oh, no, I, I'm um, about to race um, it to, to the glitches house so that yeah. I can get some snacks. Oh, so good. <laughs> Uh, Tanner, uh, but, what do we have next oh man i just i just want to say that that's such a good song and it it's, uh, it's i mean it's in a lot of the smash brothers stuff and honestly sometimes when i think of kirby i think of that song more than i think of like the original the game and the, some of the music there but uh up next is another song that's made very popular in the smash brothers series this is the uh from the crystal garden area of uh the great cave offensive song that was kind of co-opted for uh, fountain of dreams i mean it's also pretty much green uh what do you call green it green greens, greens. like well, green greens yeah sorry i almost called it green hill <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so basically green greens theme uh kind of remix for that but it uh, was very reminiscent of fountain of dreams uh, so the next song we have chosen is one of my personal favorites. This is "Verse Computer Virus," and this is the song that plays during the old-timey RPG battles in Great Cave Offensive. <laughs> a short but sweet loop but i love the extra fuzz that's added for effect of like an old computer game yeah 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 that staticky noise really makes you feel nostalgic listening to that song
1: mm. yeah when but you I mean, asked me what songs we wanted to pick that one was like i almost put that in and then uh when you just now said what well, we're gonna listen to i was like yeah someone picked that song <laughs>
0: Uh, i love that fight because you get uh, happy smile points as one of your experience like it's just random uh things but happy smile points has always stuck out to me
1: oh yeah the funny like descriptions they give between the battles yeah, yeah you get two no, cool just...
0: points you get this you know and as the windows fade away you keep getting things and one of the last things that always pops up is happy smile points and i've always thought of that uh our next song we're gonna listen to is uh another song from great cave offensive because it's one of our favorite game modes this is uh the sub tree area. hard one to fade out guys i don't i don't want to <laughs> stop listening to it <laughs> can't blame you all right up next is one of craig's favorites if you guys want to just do you want to take a guess at what craig wanted is I it mean, the I, theme of marks it is the theme of marks before i i just asked in our group chat i said hey tony what songs do you want <laughs> because i knew craig wanted this one so let's take a listen to verse marks I love about this song is how it sounds it it just feels like there's despair through the entire song it really does it, it it's not something you get in much much from any of the kirby games because they're always so happy smile yeah. you know point filled <laughs> uh but uh but yeah in that like the final battle for kirby superstar like I mean, essentially, Marx has become a god, right? Mm-hmm. Like he wished for ultimate power. Like Kirby shouldn't be able to do anything against him. Mm-hmm. But you know, Kirby's a hero, and he'll he'll rise to meet right. to, to the, the threat. That, but yeah, he's horrifying.
1: That's such a fun battle too, because I mean, like other games, like Mega Man, an enemy will have like three different moves that he'll do. But like Marx has like seven different moves, he can just spur on you at any moment and uh i guess i didn't realize until uh craig you were streaming it i i don't think i ever actually got sucked into the black hole before because when you did it on stream i was like what is happening right now (laughs) because he does it's like i don't know it it was so weird he gets sucked into another dimension it's
0: Pretty I had bizarre. never before that moment ever got sucked into the dimension. Oh, really? and, and so like, while I was streaming. I like looked over at like the chat or whatever and wasn't paying enough attention, you know, while I'm fighting the jester God that decided to <laughs> uh, rip off final fantasy six. And uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. You like go to another dimension and Kirby takes like a buttload of damage. It gets spit back out. Mm-hmm. It's great. That's yeah, really, really cool. The way in, even the points in the song where, it seems like it's going to be hopeful. There's still something unsettling about the tone of the music. And then the, like the last little part where it kind of goes back into the, like the gourmet race was like, dun, 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 that still ends on a minor note. <laughs> so it's like, Oh, this is still kind of a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a, it's just a cool stylistic thing to do for this song. And I just, I feel like that needs to be pointed out for those who've never picked up on that before. And the last song that we're going to take a listen to is the last song you hear in the game. It's the staff roll from Kirby Superstar. It's got a little bit of a slow intro, so bear with us. song goes on for about five minutes this is a hefty credits theme but it's all really good but yeah for the sake it's, of the it's show, an awesome song yeah for the sake of the show and the fact that we've already played five other songs we're gonna uh cut it down there but if you if you have not heard it heard it play the game and, and listen to it for yourself It's pretty great but uh, i think that wraps up kirby superstar for us doesn't it yeah uh this is easily one of the the best kirby games of all time uh the only reason it's not a shoe in for like the number five on the super Nintendo is because of the incredible competition for the best system ever made. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a phenomenal game. And especially if you have uh, younger kids or maybe you like to play video games with people who eh, maybe not, not, you know, not the best, uh, then track this game down, whether it's on the super Nintendo classic uh, the original cart or, uh, or if even you have a Nintendo switch and Nintendo online, it's included there as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they definitely give you a lot of options to replay
1: this game. And uh, you know, if you guys want to, you know, do a solid go back and listen to our episode where we go over Complex's 100 greatest SNES games. Uh, part one is available for everyone. Listen to it because there's definitely a lot of heartache at the end of that episode for Craig and I.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah there really is
1: there's a A lot of heartache
0: for for Craig on most on most days let alone (laughs) that day well let's just uh tip our hats in honor of it of the at least 50th best Super Nintendo game of all time at least all right let's take a, a look back in time with our retro rewind ready to go back in time it's
1: Retro Rewind.
0: Grand Theft Auto 3. I'll get
2: into CDI starting at 2.99. Say it. Say it bikes to to video games. The Nintendo Entertainment
0: System. Now you're
2: playing with power.
0: So Retro Rewind is a new section that we do uh, where we kind of take a look back at what was going on around the time of September 20th, 1996, when this game was released. Craig, you got some headlines for us, don't you? I do. So uh, I have access to the Detroit Free Press. Uh, we record uh, out of the Detroit area. And so I have access to those papers. And so uh, the, uh, one of the most interesting stories I found from that day in history September 20th, 1996. Uh, Would you guys mind if I had a little bit of a Lucid conversation with you? Uh, Okay, could we stop you if we tried? No, because astronaut Shannon Lucid was interviewed 181 days into her flight aboard space station Mir and was excited to get home in seven days. Uh, At this time, she was gonna be heading home pretty soon. Uh, For a time, she was not only had the record for American who spent the most time in space, uh, but uh, she had the record for woman who spent most time in space uh, for quite a while. Uh, She held the record until 2007 when it was beaten by Sunita Williams. Lucid was selected to be an astronaut in 1978 uh, and had her first space flight in 1985 And then, eventually, from 2002 to 2003, she was chief scientist at NASA. Uh, And from 05 to 12, she served as lead Capcom. That's capsule communication uh, until she retired. Uh, So, I I think she actually started working for Capcom. uh she's the one who uh made street fighter alpha 3 she's our true hero Mm. uh no but i i i typically when i look at old news end up bringing depressing stuff you know uh so i thought something like this was a little bit you know a little bit more uplifting
1: very nice
0: great work tony what do you have for us craig surprises us again
1: Uh, I have some notable video game releases from the month of September.
0: Does anything beat Kirby Superstar?
1: Uh There is one. I will give that there's one thing released in the month of September, and I'll save that for last. Uh, we'll start off worldwide. King of Fighters 96. Nice. was released on Solid. September 27th for the Neo Geo AES. Yeah. Um, in Japan, on the 9th, they got X-Men versus Street Fighter for the arcade. Ooh. On the thirteenth, they got Wing Commander three for the PlayStation. On the fourteenth, they got Street Fighter Alpha two for the Saturn. Ooh, almost! As well as so of, close. <laughs> as well as Art of Fighting for the arcade, Art of Fighting three. Man, that's a good month for
0: suit uh, for fighting games. It really right. is.
1: Craig, like this one uh, on the twentieth in Japan, they got Persona for the PlayStation. Oh, nice! Uh, on the twenty seventh, they got Ogre Battle for the PlayStation. Uh, in North America. We got Donkey Kong Land 2 for the Game Boy. On the 9th, we got Crash Bandicoot for the PlayStation. Huh. On the 11th, we got Madden 97 for the PlayStation. On the 15th, one of my favorites, Die Hard Trilogy for the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. On the 27th, Road Rash for the PC. On the 30th, they, we got Mist for the PlayStation. But on, November, on uh, September 29th, the N64 came out. Oh, as well ah. as super mario 64 and polo 64
0: nice solid so it's tough for Kirby superstar to beat that one and didn't craig didn't you get a uh a nintendo 64 right as it came out as part of your birthday gift uh, i did that was my birthday present for uh, uh uh the month of september was i didn't get it on my birthday right. i had to wait until that uh, uh release date which explains why Kirby superstar was a christmas gift Exactly. Yep. I wasn't able to get it for uh, my birthday. I, you know, had to, to hold off on it. Nice. Well, as I want to do, I pulled up uh, some media releases. Uh, we have the movie releases for September of 1996. Uh, what, was, what debuted on television in 1996 in September and the top uh, Billboard Hot 100 for um, September. So what do you want first? You want music, you want music. movies or you want TV? All right. Music it is. So, from August third all the way until November second, one song reigned supreme. Any guesses of what popular song ruled the airwaves in September, or actually August through November of nineteen ninety-six? Tony Braxton, "Unbreak My Heart." No, it's Uh, you're gonna be surprised that it that it went this long because it this is a truly it's an awful song. Dog.
1: Informer by Snow.
0: No, I think Informer was way before this. I think, yeah, I think that's like 91, 92. <laughs> uh, so we had Los Del Rio's Macarena, oh Bayside Boys God. Mix. God. <laughs> you know the worst part? The moment you said it was a horrible song, I was going to be like, the Macarena, and then I was like, <laughs> no way, that didn't come out that early. Yeah, so from August, from the beginning of August to the beginning of November, that one ruled the charts. Oh. It took down uh, – the week before that was You're Making Me High slash Let It Flow by Tony Braxton. How Do You Want It slash California Love by Tupac. Uh, the Crossroads by Bone thugs and harmony was before that. Great song. I'm trying to think if there's any other – That was a
1: Hot 100 number one hit?
0: Yeah. Bone thugs? Really? Uh, and actually, Tony, you'll be interested to know, December of 1996 – Unbreak my heart. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, The song that knocked out the Macarena was "No Diggity" by Blackstreet featuring Dr. Dre. It's no diggity to knock out the Macarena. And just so we don't end on a down note, because there, there's a lot of cool stuff that came out on TV in September of '96. The movies of September '96. That's a load of stinkers. Oh yeah, uh, what do we got? Uh, Bulletproof with Damon Wayans and uh Adam Sandler. I like that movie. It's, I mean it's that's like the best one that came out this month. Oh, okay. Uh, that's not good. Yeah. The <laughs> The Whole, <laughs> whole Wide World with Renée Zellweger. Uh Kama Sutra: A Talk of Love, Fly Away Home, Jean-Claude Van Damme's Maximum Risk, 2 Days in the Valley, First Wives Club and Last Man Standing. Ah. Yeah, not good. Nothing yeah. special. But do you guys want to know what came out on television in September of nineteen ninety-six? Uh, what's that? Uh, the Mighty Ducks animated show. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Quack Pack. Oh, that was bad. Uh Blue's Clues. And... Uh, the Incredible Hulk animated series. Oh, I remember that. Big Bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> Big Bad Beetleborgs. Samurai Pizza Cats. All right, you you won me over. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z came to Toonami. Oh, that's slick. Uh Beast Wars Transformers. Wow. Uh, the television show Spin City with uh, Michael J. Fox. I'm oh, yeah, that I was time Michael time J. For a Fox. Second. The Clueless TV series. All Dogs Go to Heaven, the series. There was a TV series for that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Pappy Land. I don't even know what that is, but I used to have a dog named Pappy, so I'm going to count it. That's up there. I know, right? But Dragon Ball Z came out. With Samurai freaking Pizza Cats, man. But, yeah, but uh, Blue's yeah. Clues. Yes, yeah, I mean, Superman the animated series. Blue's could do weekend too. Mm-hmm. The Superman animated series was actually not too shabby. Uh, I'm not usually a huge Superman fan, but uh, uh, I remember watching some of that and enjoying it. I remember wanting to watch Blue's Clues so often, even though I was like old at the time. <laughs> And I would go, home. I used, that was when I was still in elementary school and I lived across the street from the school and going home for lunch was an option. And I did that every single day. <laughs> like, you know, you go pay for lunch or you can bring your lunch or you can just go home for lunch if you wanted to. So I would always go home, I'd make a quick snack and I would just watch cartoons for an hour before I went back to school. But the time, at, at 1230, I believe is when uh, when Blue's Clues came on, on Nick Jr. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to miss Blue's Clues. <laughs> first world it, problem
1: it's one of those shows you just you're flipping through the channels and you see and you're like oh yeah what's this and then by episode three you're like a clue a clue
0: right you, you never know when green puppy's gonna stop in the best blues clues character ever and then salt I, uh, and pepper had a kid that was yep, wild. paprika which i would i was always convinced that paprika was just a mixture of salt and pepper when i was younger because that's what made sense I was real dumb. Like I said, I was in like sixth grade <laughs> wanting to watch Blue's Clues. I don't know what to <laughs> ah, marvelous. Yes. Well, that's going to do it for our retro. Oh, I'm sorry. There was one more thing that I can't believe I skipped over. Everybody loves Raymond. Oh, yeah. That seems like a that's big a, deal. It's Judge huge, Judy. Yeah.
1: Tons I'm going
0: to stop. stop reading this list. Otherwise, we're never going to stop talking about it. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that's going to wrap up September of 1996 in our retro rewind. Mm -hmm. I feel like we just need to do that. We just need to have an outro. We need to go back and make a outro. But but that leads us right into our uh, stage theme bracket. We're coming up on the end. Uh, I don't know what the matchup is. Glitch, do you know what the matchup is? I don't know. Craig, do you know what the matchup is? I know all, but I won't tell you that. <laughs> well, then we'll just have to rely from one of us from the future to tell us right now. Surprise, it's me from the future here to tell you about this week's stage theme bracket matchup. This week we have Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest, The Silence of Daylight that was composed by Kenichi Matsubara. <laughs> up against that is the Super Mario Brothers World 1-1 theme or the classic Super Mario theme which is of course composed by Koji Kondo. To you, past me and Craig and Glitch, see ya. Thanks, one of us from the future. You are a gentleman, but not a scholar. No. No, they're not. And gentlemen, I use that term loosely. Yeah, we're pushing it. It's, it's probably knows. me, isn't it? It might be. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> no one can see into the future. But uh, let's talk about uh, Patreon let's talk about our supporters on Patreon and how they can get extra votes for this bracket that the future us just told you about. Tony? Yeah. The glitch?
1: Yes. Let us know about it. So you can join GameZilla Media. You can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, become a $1 member. You get that additional vote for our brackets, which is very nice. But one of the Best benefit to being a one dollar member is you get State of the Zilla. It's a monthly podcast where somebody from Gamezilla Media get together and we talk about a topic that isn't covered on one of our shows. But you can be an awesome person, just like Johnny Riot, who just recently bumped up to the five dollar level. Hey, Johnny Riot! And listen to all the stuff, all the content we have at five dollars. You can listen to us monthly. We have a show called Game Shark. Once a month, we cover a topic that isn't specific to a game. We'll go over our top five favorite Konami games, or we'll do our draft brackets, or we'll talk about a year in gaming and go over what were our favorite games that came out that year. We have tons of stuff like that. What's great about being a $5 member is you get everything from almost the past two years we've been doing Patreon. So you get all that content and everything from all the other shows. You get stuff from GameZilla podcast, Noobs and Dragons. Noiseland Arcade, and Last Action Podcast. So there's a ton of content for everyone to listen to.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, for all our listeners who are unaware, uh, make sure that when you're voting, uh, we have a vote on Facebook. We also have one on Twitter. And then we also have our Discord channel on top of, of course, uh, Patreon, like uh, Glitch mentioned. Facebook has been kind of a butt lately, so... You really, you got to look for it. What you want to do is go on Facebook and if you're already following the Legend of Retro uh, fan page, you'll want to look up the Legend of Retro group because that's where we can still post polls, at least at the time of recording. Um, we're going to do our best to kind of share that. So everybody can find that because uh, Facebook decided to take polls off of certain pages uh, really kind of put a dent in this one. So there, we might literally have to have an asterisk this time when it comes to the champion. <laughs> We've always joked about it before because of chops and all of his loopholes. But we might actually have to have an asterisk on this one. Yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, uh, Facebook is not cooperating. We're hope that that uh, changes by the time you're listening to this. No idea why communication broke down and they didn't reach out to us before making a decision. But because really yeah, we're,
1: we're the heart and soul of Facebook, if it wasn't for us, they would have shut down years ago.
0: Yeah, if, if it wasn't for us, I'm you wouldn't have your. Or not. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have your data stolen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we, maybe we jump back and don't claim that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Legend of Retro. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks to our patrons for supporting us. And, uh, I don't know, go, uh, go steal someone's abilities. Make the world a better place. Steal some birds, some baby birds, take down some giant airships, and uh, trick somebody into making a Wish Star for you. Like, that all sounds awful. Don't do any of that. Wait. Would you- no make the wish star build it gather up the pieces it's okay you need that wish you need to stop the sun and the moon from fighting and the only way to do it is with that wish star and then you could wish for more episodes of the legend of retro but we'll talk to you next time when When the the legend legend continues. continues